0: welcome to this week's Shihiro's Chatcast. I am so excited to be chatting with Shihiro Brenda Chapman this week. As most of you may know, she is a writer, animation story artist, and director. In 1998, she became the first woman to direct an animated feature from a major studio, DreamWorks Animations, The Prince of Egypt. She co-directed the Disney Pixar film Brave, went on to become the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, and of course introduced a generation of girls and women to uh, what would become most of our favorite Disney princess, Merida. I'm so excited to be chatting with her today. Thanks so much for joining us, and. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to the Heroes podcast. We want to empower young girls of all backgrounds to dream big, explore their interests, and passionately pursue non-traditional careers. On the Heroes podcast, we hope to help girls imagine their own potential by sharing the stories of exceptional, successful women role models across all fields, like Sally Ride. We believe if you can't see it, you can't be it. Welcome to the Heroes podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Brenda, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. We'll go ahead and, and get started. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you was just to uh, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what inspired you to get into um, film and animation and, and basically telling as a profession.
1: Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I've, I've drawn since I could hold a crayon, basically. <laughs> and uh, I always wanted to do something in the art, um, but I didn't know what that was. Um, when I was a kid but then um, I saw, I watched an animated film which I can't remember which one it was at this point, I'm getting old um, and saw the credits at the end and realized wait a minute people actually do that for a living so um, I uh, wrote to Disney Studios, you know, no internet back in the late 70s, early 80s and they um they wrote me back and gave me me some, some brochures for CalArts, california institute of the Arts. and I actually and I actually went there um, like everyone else planning to be an actual animator. but once I started you know learning all the different um, processes within Wion, I found that storyboarding and storytelling was my passion, so I ended up um going for a story uh, trying to get into story when i started working and i got um luckily i was very fortunate i got hired as a story trainee at disney in 1987
0: Wow, that's amazing i had actually never heard that story before but i i love that you actually reached out to disney at a younger age and they got back to you and it sounds like they kind of sent you on your on, on your way to the path that brought you to where you are today
1: Yes, yes. I, I, I wrote specifically to Disney Animation. It was uh, it was a small department back then, so yeah, they they took the time to answer letters.
0: And now, staying with Disney, in 1998, you became the first woman to direct an animated feature from a major studio, The Prince of Egypt. What what was that like? And did you kind of, did you grasp the significance of it at the time that that you were the first woman to do that, or did that kind of realization sink in later um
1: you know what i didn't it didn't mean it in the moment but then um jeffrey Katzenberg wanted to uh you know using and marketing and whatever <laughs> so so it became it became clear to me then but i i was uh i was kind of embarrassed about that you know in a way i just wanted to be a direct, you know i just wanted to be a filmmaker and i you know I, didn't particularly care to have my, my sex be an issue. But, you know, it since has, you know, made me realize that it needs to be an issue in, in making people aware that, you know, we need to get more women filmmakers out there.
0: That brings me right into my next question, which is, was it? Did you find it difficult to enter a career in animation and film when, I mean, it still is now, but even more so 10, 20 years ago, um, a field dominated by men? Was that something that, did you face some challenges you think maybe your male colleagues didn't face, or was it kind of not really an issue for you?
1: You know, the only time it really was an issue when I started, um, because I, I was just, one of the students, you know, at CalArts, and so we all got to do what we got to do. Um, but I, uh, when I applied for the position, I was told at CalArts that, you know, I should apply for a cleanup position, you know, cleaning up the animator's drawings, and uh, because that's an entry-level position uh, for a woman. And I noticed that for the guys, they were suggesting, you know, they tried to be a rough, you know, a junior animator or whatever. So um, I didn't, you know, it really didn't sink in at that time. But then I was called and what I'd done in my portfolio was said, said, I put my storyboards in for my school film, my last film, and said eventually would like a story-related position. Well, Um, the review board saw that and wanted to offer me a story trainee position. Um, those were the artists. But when I got into the the, the HR guy's office, the hiring, the recruiting, uh, Ed Hansen, I believe was his name, he told me point blank the only reason I was being hired was because I was a woman, and they were getting flack from upstairs because they didn't have any women. They didn't have many women in creative positions, and there were none in stories. And that was after Eisner and Wells, Bergen Wells, had started working there. So I think it came from them that we needed more women. But that that really took the wind out of my sails. I have to say to know that I was hired because I was a woman and not because of my talent. You know, it, it felt like I needed to work harder to prove that I could stay because he said that um, – that, you know, if I didn't work out, that's okay. You know, my my pay scale was low and it didn't matter and they could just send me off and get someone else, <laughs> you know, once my yeah. my training period was over. So I worked really hard. But, but the difference was when I got into uh, working with everyone, I'll, I had such wonderful mentors and they didn't seem to care, you know, whether it was a girl or not. And it was really nice. Um, because they they supported me absolutely. So um, you know, only once in a while someone would say, Wait a minute, do you realize you're the only girl in the room? You know, it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, or whatever. You know, it was it was no big deal. So I was very fortunate in that sense that my coworkers were very open armed about me coming in. Well, a
0: few years after that, uh quite a few years after that of course, you went on to become uh for it not not being that big of an issue among your coworkers, you did go on to become the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature for Brave. So, kind of what what was that path like? And again, was that something? Was it more the win that that you appreciated, or, or did you again was it did you feel that groundbreaking opening doors for other women getting into the field when you won the award? I didn't realize that I
1: was the first woman in animation. (laughs) You know, it just didn't cross my mind, you know, until, you know, people started talking about that. And, um, yeah, it was more the win. It was, you know, Brave was a very emotional journey for me. And so to be able to get up there and uh, tell the world that it was inspired by my daughter, you know, that, that that was the thing that was on my mind more than anything else.
0: That brings me right into my next kind of series of questions, of course, kind of in the scheme of Shira's one one of the things I think a lot of, especially younger girls are familiar with you in regards to is, is, of course, Brave and Merida, who has become kind of a huge icon for girls and women uh, looking for people looking for princesses who are unlike the other Disney princesses, something a little bit more real. So. Tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind Merida. You mentioned your daughter and kind of the experience of, of bringing her to life, so to
1: speak. <laughs> well, for me, uh, my daughter was about four, nearly five, when I started thinking about this story because I was working at Pixar and I just uh, was finishing up as a senior story artist on Cars and. I, um, you know, she she was such a handful. She still is. <laughs> She's 16 now, but uh, she she just fought me at every step. She questioned absolutely everything, and I, I don't. I didn't do that with my mom, so I was I was kind of thrown, thrown for a loop. And what I what I can what I can. <laughs> she would say things to me that I thought teenagers said to their moms, you know, so I thought, what the heck is she going to be like as a teenager? Um, And uh, she's kind of the same, (laughs) but, um, but I thought about that was so much in my mind when I would go to work and I thought, you know what, I, I need to use, utilize that, you know, because it's, you know, I can't think about that and something else too. So, um, so I just, combined it with other things that I love, you know, like fairy tales, and I love, um, you know, Scotland is, is an amazing country, I love going there, but but I wanted to do a fairy tale that didn't, you know, have the same old, you know, the prince will come and save you at the end kind of feel, or the need for, you know, completion, you know, by getting married. So I, I really wanted to, to turn that on its ear. And I looked and looked and looked through um, fairy tale books and I just couldn't find one, you know, or have anything with, to do with a mother. You know, the mother might be there and then she'd disappear or die, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, to take the fairy tale world, that, that whole, it's more of a folk tale in a way, but but um, to use that to tell a modern tale of a working mother and her daughter and their relationship and, you know, trying to realize that, you know, half the time, most of the time my daughter wasn't listening to me when I was talking because she just wanted me to shut up so she could say what she wanted to say. And I I was kind of the same way. And it made me realize that, you know, if we just take the time to stop and listen to each other, we might actually get along a lot better and, uh... That that's sort of how it turned out. You know, saying some of the things you said just
0: now really ring true with me and my own daughter. As she's getting a little bit older, so it's kind of I I realize that maybe we should sit and rewatch Brave now because it's been a little while (laughs) since we've watched it. (laughs) I think it might be useful. (laughs) My next question is, um, is something you had mentioned just just a moment ago. One of the things I think for me personally that struck me about merida among so many other things was that idea of not getting married that the princess does not have to marry the prince at the end of this doesn't have to marry anyone and so i was kind of curious as to and and you kind of touched on this but it basically the movie leaves us realizing that maybe merida won't ever get married and that's okay and was that something was that specific message something you had in your head from the get-go was it something that struck you as you were kind of like you said looking back in fairy tale books or because i feel like that's one of the really important messages that kind of comes from the movies that girls need to see
1: yeah no it was a big part of it um, you know i just wanted to to make it so that the kids could think about you know marriage doesn't nowadays because women have the ability to take care of themselves and not legally you know years and years ago they they legally couldn't work you know unless they you know they had to have a man to to protect them and to provide for them you know and that that kind of sucked but but'm um, sorry um, but nowadays. I just don't think that message is relevant anymore. And I felt like, you know, to show a a character that, you know, stereotypically would, you know, at the end have a prince to get married to, um, you you need to know that you can get married if you want to, but it doesn't have to be, you know, the most ultimate thing that you're going for. You can also go for who you want to be and what you want to be, you know, and I don't say you know, having a love life is a bonus, but it, it I'm just saying that you know men don't <laughs> men don't have to, you know, look at marriage as a completion to be a man. I just don't believe that you have to look at marriage as a completion to be a woman. and and that's what I was getting too. So whether marriage gets married in the future or not to me is irrelevant. I just wanted to make it clear that, she needed to be who she was, and that was the most important thing to her. You know, to 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 shine as an individual, and and to you know contribute as an individual. I mean, she knew who she was, but she was still able to pull it together and help her mother and and try to bring the kingdom back together. You know, by. Giving a different point of view. I 100% agree. Um, I have I one
0: one more question about Merida is um, I don't know if you're familiar with the ABC show Once Upon a Time, uh-huh. um, but they they are bringing the character of Merida onto the show in the coming season, and I was just kind of curious if you had any opinion, any say. They've I feel like this Shirley fairly well with. Uh, writing some very strong female characters and truly transforming the kind of traditional fairy tale story. But I was just kind of curious if you had any thoughts on them bringing Merida into the fold of Once Upon a Time.
1: Well, I'm curious. You know, I hope they too are true to her strength and um, who she is in the film Yeah, they you know they don't ask me, (laughs) and they're not obligated to ask me you know what they do with her. But I'm I'm very curious. I'm not not upset by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just I'm very curious what they do with her. You know what someone Uh, else her would be. uh, Yeah, we're very
0: we're kind of we're looking forward to it in our house, or well looking forward to the potential. So I was just kind (laughs) of curious what your thoughts were. My next yeah. question would be um we're you know one of the goals here at Shahiro's is kind of encouraging girls to follow their dreams and follow their paths and and what facing whatever obstacles they have on that path so what are some of the bi- biggest obstacles you've overcome um and what lessons did they teach you i mean you you don't have to go over every obstacle you've overcome, but just you know one or two that really stuck with you and and helped you." continue on this path of, of working in movies and and being a storyteller
1: um well i think you know that there have been times where it's been obvious to me that when i became a director that there were some men who were uncomfortable being you know directed by a woman but i just you know i didn't i didn't let them uh get away with it not in a you know i didn't bully them or anything. I just, uh, you know, killed them with kindness in a way. <laughs> that that seemed to be the best way to do it, is not, you know, be offended by their uh, reaction to me, but actually let them know that I really wanted to hear what they had to say because uh, for me, you, when I became a director, you know, I'd never done it before, so there were a lot of things I didn't know, and one of the big ones was the effects department, which I was... Um, um, really have it, struggling with understanding how um, they did the effects in these films and and that's where a couple of the the guys were that you know weren't too too happy about it and and i'm just using this as an example but but i just said look you know i i need you to tell me what what it is i'm looking for here you know and, and what i you know, what I need to know. And so I just, I asked them to, you know, teach me. And, and I think, I think originally they thought I was just going to come in and, you know, be the know it all. And, you know, I don't don't know, you know, I let them know that I wasn't completely opposed to hearing what they had to say, you know. So um, I think it's just a matter of Staying true to who you are and I, I'm a collaborative person so I always feel like there's somebody who knows has a better idea than I do and I'd like to hear it if they are willing to you know give it so so I think uh, that is that's the way I go about it I actually don't even think about them as male or female I just think of them as a fellow artist you know who's probably more talented than me so um <laughs> But but that's sort of, I don't don't go at it as, okay, I'm dealing with sexism. I go at it with, okay, what's this particular situation and why is this happening? And if they feel, if the other person is feeling, you know, if they're feeling, you know, not realizing that they're being sexist, I I just try to approach it, you know, uh, uh, situation by situation.
0: Right, right. Um, now my next question is I know you have a couple projects in the works, things that you're working on, and uh I'd I'd love to know what you what you're working on and what we have in store for us in the future from you. Uh, well, I
1: can't tell you what I'm working on. <laughs> um <clears throat> what I can say is I'm writing a screenplay with my husband. Um we're actually doing that right now, and um, I have another writing partner, Irene Meckie, who I worked with on The Lion King, and she also um, wrote with me on Brave. Uh, we're we're also working on a project, um, also which I can't tell you about, but it's um, <laughs> I, I'm excited about about them. You know,
0: it's <clears throat>
1: especially the one with my husband. I, I we're, this is the first time we've collaborated together on a a project and so um it's kind of fun and it's it's silly sometimes yes because <laughs> it's like okay are you my writing partner or are you my husband do I get to argue with you <laughs> we get to argue <laughs> and not make it personal okay this is about you know the, the movie <laughs> so it's kind of fun <clears throat> oh that I'm excited
0: to hear more when uh when we can. <laughs> my now my last question is um basically what what advice do you have for girls today? Uh specifically girls be looking into a career in animation in directing something like that. W-
1: what advice would you give to them? I would say um follow what you know is is true for what you what you're bringing. Be be true to your own vision, be true to your own ideas and and don't let people talk you out of them to make them like something else. You know, don't don't be over influenced by other people's work. Try to keep it your try to keep it your individual, your unique self because that is what is going to make it special.
0: I well, I think it's per, it's perfect advice. Definitely something we can get behind. And you know, again, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for being such a huge influence you creating Merida was really a big it was a very big deal for a lot of us so I just want to thank you for all you've done and I look forward to seeing what you have coming in the future
1: thank you I I appreciate it Um, um, and letting me be on the show
0: thank you I appreciate it have a great day and I hope to talk to you again soon thanks you're welcome Bye. bye
1: Thanks for listening to the Shahiros Podcast. Please join us again and don't forget to visit us on the on the web at ww.shaheros.org. See you next time.